Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. It's such a privilege to uh, close out this this series and what a series it's been. Um, Just beautiful. Um, And tonight's message, all the messages have just come from the Scripture and the headings of the Scripture. And this is called Fulfill Your Ministry. And what a way to to finish. And when I think of fulfilling your ministry, uh, you know, one of the heroes of the faith is a guy called Billy Graham. We all know about about this guy. He died in 2018 at the the age of 99. And here's just a few of the bits and pieces that he did 417 citywide crusades around the world and saw 3.2 million people respond to Christ. In 1959, check this out, he came to New Zealand for 10 days and saw uh, reach just had 355,000 people come to those meetings. And one night alone in Auckland, uh, 60,000 people came and, and in 1959, and I was looking online trying to go, has there been a bigger gathering of people in New Zealand? That's, that's not it, by the way, because we don't, we don't have a stadium that looks like that. But uh, that was one of, his, one of his crusades. But it would have been a crowd about that big to be 60,000. So Fiona and I and the boys, we went to see the All Blacks in, in the World Cup that was here against France. And I think that was maybe like 48,000. In 1959, 60,000 people came. Then two nights later in Christchurch, 50,000 people turned up in Christchurch. And that night in in 1959, Fiona's mum went along and and made a decision for Christ. She was one of the 16,000 people that made decisions for Christ in 1959 in 10 days. And I've actually got a clip here. Uh, it's hard to get this stuff because it's obviously super old. But here's a clip of him literally preaching in 1959 in, in New Zealand. Let's have a quick look. It's just super this short. This is but. precisely what Jesus said. I am. I am from everlasting to everlasting. I am that I am. The eternal God. Isn't that amazing? Actually, I think that was 1969. That was 1969. And here's the deal. I I got to hear him in the year 2000 in Nashville, the Nashville crusade. It was just a spur of the moment thing. Somebody said, hey, Billy Graham's in town. I was doing some music over there. And I I just kind of, yeah, cool. Why wouldn't you go and see Billy Graham? But I got to tell you that night at 81 years old, he had to be helped out onto the stage by some doctors because he'd actually collapsed on stage before. At 81, I got a picture of him at that crusade. Uh, at 81, I was just floored by this guy because it was a youth night and he had like DC Talk, Jars of Clay, Kirk Franklin, just had this radical lineup. And then this old man gets up and he's so passionate that he about Jesus, that he's up there doing it. You know, he's, he's achieved everything that he came to achieve on earth. But 81, he's still there. He preaches for 15 minutes and then he waits for 30 minutes. As He said, I'm just gonna wait for you. As people came from all tiers of the stadium. And that night, you know, thousands of people came forward. And on that night, it really, it just messed with me. You know, because there's so many bad pictures at times that we see of 
kingdom maybe or of a leader or a preacher. But on that night, I was like, I was already in. I was already part of the deal. I was on staff. And I said, God, if this is what reaching lost people looks like, sign me up again, sign me up again. And as we do this, in fact, tonight, just shortly, I wanna I want pray for this in this room. I know this church has got a calling to reach people. And so we're gonna pray for some people in that way tonight. But um, so here we are, the final charge. The Apostle Paul writes these final words to us. Don't think it's to someone else. It's to Timothy, it's to the leaders of the church, it's to the New Testament church. And he died shortly after for his stand of faith. So these words tonight are literally the last words he ever wrote down. And I want you to receive them tonight, not just like a Bible verse you might've heard before, but I want you to receive these words with awe and wonder and let them stir your faith and stir your life tonight. As we hear from one of the heroes, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 5, I'm gonna read it out and we'll just have a quick look at it together. It says, But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. That's you. So this message is for you. Paul is writing to you tonight. He says, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist. And this speaks of maturity, endurance, and evangelism. And if every single one of us here tonight, if we could, if we could hold on to that. <laughs> Good to have you here tonight, man. If we can hold on to that, we're gonna see some radical things happen in our life. Maturity, endurance, and evangelism. It says, keep your head. So, so, so it means don't lose it. What you got right now, everything you've taken a hold of in your life, don't lose it. But continue to grow in maturity. Don't just check out at some point and say, oh, that's good. No, no, no. You can keep growing to, to, to the last days of your life. I can tell you right now that the reason that Pastor Rick not, you know, somebody said that to me today, oh man, he's so anointed. I can tell you why, because he hasn't stopped growing. He didn't say, oh, okay, I've got it now. I'm anointed. The, re <laughs> the day that you say to yourself, I'm anointed, is the day that the anointing goes away. Because <laughs> the Bible says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And if all of us, no matter what we're doing, if we can just have that humble heart, maturity, endurance, endure hardship, follow, to follow Christ, we have to walk through some suffering. And a lot of people take off in the suffering. I mean, let's be honest, New Zealand's not sort of tuned for suffering. But this is our stand for Christ. This makes you who you are. This makes you a Christian, a leader, a person of faith and substance is that you hang in there for a challenging moment. It's, it is your moment. Say, God, you did it for me. And I wanna try and stand for you. It says, do the work of, of an evangelist. And when... When I was prepping for this, it, prepping, it, it really touched me because 
you know, we know this, guys. Our church has a calling in this area to reach out to our city. But you know what I realised? What he was writing to Timothy. Timothy was the pastor of a mega church in Ephesus, but he wasn't actually an evangelist. But Paul's saying, do the work of an evangelist. And it's a message to all of us. Don't check out and you say, well, that's not my gifting. We're all, every single one of us are called to carry the gospel. I mean, you've got it whether you like it or not. It's in you. It's in you. And he says to us, do the work of an evangelist. If we leave it to the evangelist, you know, Billy Graham, he, he did an amazing job, but he could not compete with a church like this with everybody saying, I'm gonna do the work of an evangelist. I'm gonna take up the gospel. I'm gonna take up this message in my life. And in just a few minutes when we pray, I wanna pray for people that are willing to say, God, I wanna do the work of an evangelist. God, I wanna see people find you, stand for you, live for you. And I believe many, many people here, God wants to, fill you tonight with a fresh passion, with a fresh fire for people. God loves people. And I want to encourage our church to a new season of reaching out. And we're going to do it. We're going to spring and summer into it. We've seen 30 people baptised since COVID-19. You know, come on, can we just put our hands together for that? 30 people. And, and we're, going to, we're going to see a whole new era of, of reaching out to people. This, we're just gonna, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna search our hearts. We're gonna get creative. We're just gonna go for it here. It says, discharge all the, all the duties of your ministry. So that means fulfill your calling. And this is an encouragement from the Apostle. He's stirring us to fulfill the ministry calling upon our lives, to locate and focus an area of calling in our lives. To say, oh, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm, called to, well, I'm going to tell you right now what you are. Uh, you know, what God has called you to do in the kingdom is, is actually the most important question of your life. I know you're asking stuff like, what am I eating tonight? When I have some Indian here, am I going to go over there, better burger, something else? No, but the most important question of your life is what has God called me to do? And here it is, just to break it down in a really quick way, your calling is located in the intersection of your passion, your gifting, and obedience. That's, that's where your calling is. So I wanna put it up. Here's three questions I want you to answer right here in the meeting tonight. And if you've got a journal or something, write it down. But here, here they are. Number one, what is your passion? Number two, what is your gifting? Just throw, throw them all up there. Number three, what has God asked you to do? Right there, every single person. Because I know it seems like a mystery, but if you answer those three questions, you're gonna find your calling. And then the key is, get about it. Just go after it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You know, if I was to ask Pastor Rick, you see, we just saw it tonight. If I said, what's your passion? One of the things he would say would be the presence of God's passion for me. What's your gifting? Play guitar, sing, call people to worship. What has God asked you to do? To build an army of worshippers that seek Him and follow Him. He might have slightly different words, but that's just throwing it out there. He hasn't got the mic, so he just goes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Pretty close, right? <laughs> hey, make it your priority in life to discover 
develop and fulfil your calling. You can do this C3. Come on, don't leave it. You know, one of the, one of the frustrating things for every pastor is people say, oh, one day, pastor, one day. And I always pray, I'm like, God, when is that day? The day when everyone's gonna rise up and do something big for God. You see, uh, that day's never gonna just come because life is busy and complicated. It's gonna come the day you say, God, I believe it's gonna happen on the altar tonight. If you're willing just to say, God, here I am. God, I'm ready. 2020 is my year. Don't think 2021, 2025, some other time, you know. It's the easy out to say to the pastor, you know, pastor, when I pay off my mortgage, <laughs> it's like, when's that? If you live in Auckland, <laughs> 2057. 20, uh, now, you know, when I, when I finish university, when, I, when my kids, you know, leave, like they never leave, they just stay, you know, it's Auckland, you know. We want them to stay, please stay, please stay. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> as long as you want. Um, do you know what I mean? There's always something that's gonna get in the road of you just saying, God, I'm here and I'm ready. I got passion. Lord, you've given me a gift by your grace. And Lord, I'm ready to obey. I'm ready to stand. Acts 13 verse 36 says this. Listen to this. Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep forever. It's like, <laughs> it's like a life well lived, isn't it? He served God's purpose in his generation. And every single one of you here, I'm telling you, you can serve God's purpose in your generation. We can't do it for another generation. We've got this generation. And I'm asking you tonight, can anybody say amen? Does this nation, does this generation, does this city, come on, need a touch from God? Anybody, anybody can say amen to that? Come on. He needs you. He's raised you for this very purpose. Inside of you is the DNA of heaven. I've always said this, the power of any church, it's not what's happening up here. We have a lot of fun up here. It's cool. But it's actually here. It's the people of God. You have the power of the kingdom to change any situation, any circumstance, any city or town or nation can be changed by God's people rising up in their purpose. He says this, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time of my departure is near. He's so amazing because he just poured himself out and he knew like timing is so important. He understood that his time was drawing near. And you know, we gotta keep ourselves focused on eternity. Pastor Rick was preaching about some great stuff this morning, but he talked about eternity. Guys, don't forget about eternity because eternity brings urgency to our lives. It's like, God, God, you can't take it with you. You can't take these great ideas, these great prayers. You can't take them with you. We just got today, the opportunity right now to follow Him, to serve Him. For I'm already been poured out like a drink offering. It's amazing because you know in the, in the Old Testament, they introduced this thing, the drink offering, but only once the people had come into the land of promise. And they started bringing the drink offering and the, the drink offering talks about joy and celebration. So Paul's saying an amazing thing here. He's, he's echoing Jesus who literally poured himself out as the first drink offering when his blood was shed to win the great, to win the great victory 
of salvation on the cross. And Jesus said, for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. He's signaling that a drink offering happens uh, in, a, in a place of promise, celebrating what's just taken place and what God wants to do. And Paul says, for I've already been poured out like a drink offering, signaling the promise of what we're doing today. The New Testament church, the church is, is the thing that they were celebrating and getting so joyful about. And that's why if you're visiting here with us tonight, you're like, why are you guys so noisy? Because we're just trying to hold up what it's all about. Church shouldn't be a quiet place. It's gotta be a place of celebration, a, a place of promise, a place of hope, celebrating what Christ has done. But here's the thought, Jesus poured Himself out. Paul says, I've been poured out. And He, and he encourages us to pour ourselves into it. And I wanna encourage you, we are created to give ourselves to something. You were not created to live a moderate, normal, quiet life. Praise God. Oh. <laughs> you were created to live a radical, fruitful, Holy Spirit-inspired life. Can I get an amen? We're gonna need radical spirits in the house tonight. We will all pour ourselves out for something. You just gotta decide what it is. Liam preached a great word last week and he, he said, if we don't pour ourselves out for Christ and the kingdom, we'll simply pour ourselves out for the gospel of self. So I wanna encourage you to pour yourself into serving. That role, that opportunity, that thing that you do, pour yourself into it. Let eternity stir you to action. I love this. Gary Willis says, not many vote with their whole lives, but those who do will have a disproportionate impact on the world. And I see a lot of Christians that never really put everything into it because they're afraid of what if, what if it doesn't work? So they live at the 60% zone. Come on, I'm challenging anybody that feels like that. I'm asking you, have you ever put 100% into any kingdom activity? Because if you haven't, I'd love you to just come stand on the altar tonight and say, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. And, and I'm not promising that everything you do is gonna work out because there'd be one or two of us here on the front row that could testify that, you know, sometimes it was just a great idea or we got stuck into it and uh, didn't quite come off. But I'm telling you, if you pour yourself into the things of God, you're gonna see some of the greatest days of your entire life as you live out what you've been created for in Christ. He says, I gotta get this before we're done. I, he says, I've, you know, just some of the greatest lines in the whole of the Bible. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Fight, finish, and keep the faith. We gotta contend. We gotta struggle. Come on, be up for the fight. Don't be oblivious to it. Don't be a Western Christian that just kind of wants to have a happy little normal life. Because I'm telling you, life is hard out there. For some pe people are hurting. There'll be people in the room that, man, you've been through like, I mean, it's a miracle that you're here and praise God that you are here. Come on, can we give it up for a whole bunch of people that have made it here tonight? You're amazing. God's proud of you for getting here think, oh man, I'm such a, such a loser. I'm such a failure. No, you're here. You're here. You got yourself here. You're in the presence of the Almighty. Well done. Well done. So we just got to fight 
when you surrendered to Christ, you committed yourself to this cause, to the struggle. And you know, we don't win every little battle, but we know in Christ, we are created for victory. And we add something together to this cause. Christians need to fight. Don't miss out on the fight. Like it's your moment to take up arms, to represent Him, to speak, to stand, to encourage. And I'll tell you what, it's meant so much for me in my life to try my best to to give all I can for the cause, for the cause. Like, it's awesome. And I wanna encourage you, thirdly here, to finish the race. You can finish. Secondly, you can finish the race. We do the journey together and we help each other win. Thirdly, keep the faith. Keep it alive. Keep stirred up. Let some of what's on Pastor Rick not touch your life tonight. And in fact, in a moment, I'm gonna get him to pray for some people in this area and join us with that. Keep the faith alive and flourishing. You got a race to win. The Scripture finishes and says, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearance. You know, there is a reward and we are all inc- included in God's reward. I mean, who, who, who are we that God would include us in His eternal reward? The Bible calls it the crown of righteousness. Who are you and I? I mean, I don't know about your life. I know about mine. I know this, that I've done some things in my life that didn't make me worthy of wearing a crown of righteousness. Anybody else feel like that? Just eight of us, 10, a few. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, but we get included, guys, in God's great reward for simply fighting, for finishing, and for keeping the faith alive in our lives. And my prayer for you, for everybody here tonight, as a pastor and as a leader, my prayer and my vision for you is that you fight well, that you finish strong, and that you keep the faith. So in, in wrapping up, just wrapping up here, how to fulfill your calling. Because you know, it's, it's a big idea, how to fulfill your calling. It's like, what? Here it is, just real quick. Number one, demonstrate maturity and endurance. Just keep, keep growing. You'll, ne- you'll never lose it if you keep growing. When you stop growing, it's, it's over. Number two, reach out to people. Come on, salvation is our true north. It's why we're here. It's what we're about. C3 Church, this is us. We're here for this community that surrounds us. Number three, pour, pour yourself into it. Can I encourage every person here? Whatever God's given you to do, you might say, oh, this is a little serving role. It's, it's nothing, but pour yourself into it. Can I say to all of our musicians, and you know, what a great job they all did tonight, but anyone here is a musician, a creative, a, a leader, a preacher, whatever you do, pour yourself into it. Don't, get, don't turn up, say, oh, I couldn't, couldn't remember the songs. I didn't have time. No, pour yourself, like turn up like Jesus. I just wanna be excellent tonight. Not to, not to prove myself to everybody, but just to say, God, you're number one. You're number one. I got a busy life, but I wanna turn up here and bring it. You know, whatever you're serving, if you're welcoming people, if you're help, just, I mean, just, would you make them feel like they've just walked into heaven tonight? Because somebody's just said, I see you, I get you. Come on, can we just, whatever we're doing, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart. Pour yourself into it. Number four, fight, finish, and keep the faith. Engage in the fight 
keep running till the end and keep the Spirit stirring in your life. And I gotta finish with this quote. I could use this quote so much. I haven't used it for a couple of years, but this is, this is big time for me. William Booth, another one of the heroes. This is what he said. Check this out. Your days at the most cannot be very long, so use them to the best of your ability for the glory of God and the benefit of your generation. Guys, that's all that matters. We know the time is short. William Booth, one of the great men who in an age where the church was really not letting you know, poor people and broken people into the church. In fact, he just took the church to them. He set up tents and all kinds of, he just took the church to the people. It inspired me all these years ago to take youth churches out around the country. I'm like, we're waiting for young people to come. Why don't we just take, it seemed to work for him. Why don't we take the church to our, to our generation? And I wanna encourage us all to the best of your ability, guys. Don't, don't compare yourself. Don't, none of us are gonna be perfect. Stop judging yourself and counting yourself out to the best of your ability. That's all God wants for the glory of God. We're not trying to make ourselves famous. We know who we are, but we're trying to lift Him up for the glory of God and the benefit of your generation. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.